This is Queer Black Mama, where we keep it black but brief, but we also keep it light because queerness is beautiful and joyful and sometimes we need a break from the difficult things that accompany other people's issues with your queerness. I'm your host, Kiana. Let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about this week is Afropunk. So I first heard about Afropunk um I think maybe two years ago I want to say two years ago because I feel like or maybe it was a year ago I don't remember I know that it was the one where first one I heard about was the one I think that they were doing in Atlanta or or something like that or it was either the the one they were doing in Atlanta or that was the that was when I was reminded of it and I was like oh yeah I forgot like I really wanted to do that so Fast forward to this summer. So Afropunk Brooklyn um, was this just this past weekend. Um, and I did not go because I live in Florida. And if you're familiar with American geography, Florida's nowhere near New York, uh, nowhere near Brooklyn. So, um, so I did not go. But um it's, it seemed like they had like an amazing lineup and I was really, really interested in seeing a Quake Amezi slash Young Dead thing slash a Quake um, perform. And I got to see like a little, you know, a little bit of it on their Instagram and also on the, I don't know if it was on the Afropunk Instagram probably, um, but definitely on their Instagram and also their sister's um Instagram so I got to see like some posts and like little snippets of their performance but like I just (laughs) you know I was really like like uh wanting to to be there specifically for that performance like I've been wanting to go to Afropunk for a few years now or for well since I heard of it like a year ago or two years ago but when I learned that Akweke was going to perform um, I was like, oh my God, like I got to figure out like how to do this. But then I, I remember like, <laughs> I have a whole job. I have a whole child. Like I cannot just be, you know, up and, and leaving to go several states away, um, for, you know, a music event for a festival. Um, even though it is over the weekend, like it's just a lot to do last minute having like, you know, um, just different responsibilities these days, but, um, but it looked like they tore up the stage. I will say that it looked like it was a lot of fun. It seemed like it was really good energy. Um, and so I'm really curious to see what Akweke creates going forward, whether they stay in their music bag for now or whether, you know, they go back to writing some more, um, as far as like, you know, novels and such, you know, maybe we'll get another book um, sometime soon. I don't know what the plan is, but I'm on board. If you're not aware, um, A Quick Amazie is a, um, I don't know, actually 100% know how they identify. I think I thought that it, that, that they identified as trans and non-binary as uh, like I do. 
but um, don't quote me on the non-binary part. I just, I remember trans for sure, and I also know that they use they, them pronouns, but I don't know gender-wise if they identify uh, with anything specific, but um, so, um, but they are, I initially found out about them during there's a um I'm getting so excited like you can't see but my for some reason my hands are raised (laughs) so there is a um an event that happens every year pretty much um I say pretty much because you know with the pandemic and everything but like um it's the Asian American Writers Festival I think and one year it was hosted by Oh gosh, I don't want to butcher their name. Um, they're a, they're a, they make perfume, they make jewelry, they make makeup in general, like just cosmetic stuff in general, and um, and also jewelry. I want to say Tanai. Um, and so that's T A N A I with an umlaut S on the end, and they are a South Asian um artist I think I mean that sounds like creating those things very artistic to me um and also I think do they have a I think they also have a book so yeah and also a writer so they hosted the Asian American writers um I don't know if it's a festival or what the exact name is. Let me see if I can pull it so that I can get the right thing because I don't want to be one of those. Um, I want you guys to be able to like find it. But every year it does stream on um, on YouTube. And so that's pretty cool. Um, what is it? Oh, no. Okay. The Asian American Writers Workshop. Child, I was way off. Okay. So Asian American Writers uh, Workshop and one year. Okay. So one year they, it was hosted by Tanai and they interviewed a Quake um, right after, I want to say this was right after Freshwater came out, which is a Quake's first um, novel. Um, and I don't remember when that was released, but it's been a f- couple of years now. And uh, since then, a Quake has come out with you know, a, a few other books. But I think, let's see, one, two, three, four, I want to say six books. Because I'm looking at, I haven't read all of them, but I'm looking at, I've got four here and I don't have Pet and I don't have, um, I can't remember the other book, but I don't have all of the books, but I do have four of them and I'm thinking that those are the only two that I don't have um, were the ones that were more of like young adult I think they were labeled as young adult fiction or not young adult. Yeah, maybe young adult fiction. But in any case, so tonight interviewed Akweke and another writer. And I don't recall the writer's name uh, because I did not actually end up reading her book. But it was really fascinating because 
I had never heard of anyone on the stage at the time. I was just, you know, my my undergrad is in English. And so I was really interested to see like what stories have been told, what stories were being told from the perspective of Asian American writers. Um, and so I, and then also seeing Okweke who, you know, just looking at them, I thought, oh, that's interesting that they're on this Asian American Writers Workshop because I just assumed that they were just um, Nigerian um, or, you know, how they, I mean, they present just looking at them like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a black person just in general. So that also made me curious also to see what, you know, story they were telling through their lens. And so just all around a really good panel discussion. Um, If you have not heard of it before, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to go and check it out. It has been a while since I've, since I watched it. So don't quote me on this, but there is a part. So it's a panel discussion. They're up on the stage. It's like a whole cozy vibe and it kind of like channels what I want to do with my other podcasts. Can't you see I'm reading where, where it's just very cozy and, you know, you discuss the book and it's just like a whole, a whole, just, it's very positive vibes. And they're up there talking about the books and they get to the question part of the, um, of the night and someone, I can't remember what the question was, but it was not well received and it wasn't well received because it came with, actually, I don't even know that they asked a question. I want to say that they also have kind of like some commentary that no one really asked for. And because, you know, it was a, it was meant to be a panel the, you know, the discussion is going on back and forth between the panelists, not with the audience. Right. So the person really was just supposed to ask a question, preferably about something that had been discussed so far that night, probably. And, um, and that's not what happened. And so, but I loved the way that they came together and, kind of like in solidarity. And I don't know if Tanai and Akweke talk, I don't know if they're very close, but just watching them on stage together kind of like come together as they kind of like, I don't want to say close ranks because that's such a phrase that you often hear in settings that don't have anything to do with people of color or like anything favorable for people of color. But they essentially were I mean they shut this person down and it was great because the person was definitely out of line but I just feel like you don't see a lot of that where you've got two people of color and you know they're running the show they're running the the discussion or tonight's running the discussion and quick was a panelist and as was the other writer but um you know, you just don't, I just feel like you don't see a lot of like strong voices there where you've got someone in the audience that's just not getting it. They just didn't get it. Not only did they not get get it based on what was being discussed, but also they hadn't actually even read the book. And I don't know if it was both books that they had not um, read yet, but they definitely had not read a Quake's book. And so it was giving embarrassing um, that they were even commenting on it um just like under those 
circumstances. So, um, and they, and it was like not positive stuff. I mean, essentially they said, if you haven't read Freshwater, um, the person said that essentially Equeke was kind of like almost glorifying mental illness and, you know, kind of making it into something else that it wasn't. And it was just, it just got to be kind of, it was very accusatory. Um, and it was very, it wasn't helpful. It wasn't insightful. It was just kind of like, you know, they could have left their comments to themselves. And so this is kind of my first introduction to Akweke, their work, you know, other people having read their work and standing up for what they produced, which was amazing because, I mean, like I said, this was Akweke's very first book. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing that this panelist and also another writer is or the uh this moderator and also who's also another writer is standing up for them and you know their perspective that they brought to the literature because how dare this person who doesn't who hasn't even read the book you know kind of come in and just have xyz to say about something that they don't know anything about so anyway tangent over for that i just wanted to say that was my first introduction to Akweke. And I just absolutely was just enamored of them. And after that, I went through and watched a bunch of um, interviews that they did. And I was just obsessed. Um, This would have been probably the summer of actually, you know what, this was 2020. And I remember because they at one point they bought a house in um, in New Orleans and if you don't follow them on Instagram, they have like an entire like interior design. I think two different like interior design Instagrams. One is like Shiny the God House and the other one is Nola something. And I don't recall exactly. Um, but um, but really cute stuff. And you can kind of see how they did one place that's in New Orleans. And I think the other one is their apartment in... Um, in New York is my, is what I'm thinking is the other, the other place. So, um, let me see if I can find it. Cause I just hate not knowing the names of things like, oh, go follow this thing. And then I don't know what it is. It's called Sanctuary Nola. So Sanctuary, so the handle is Sanctuary.Nola for obviously for New Orleans, but it's just like really beautiful, and well done interior design like this pink living room is just giving me a lot of life right now and I just oh and this yellow like dining area I just love it just love it so go check it out if you have if you don't follow them already um and so oh it's oh apparently it's a creative studio for their sister so maybe they bought the house anyway I'm not gonna speculate uh because I'm recording and this is not I don't <laughs> anyway so, um, so that was my introduction to them or, or, and then after that I got obsessed and was watching all their interviews, like I said, and got the book for Christmas, I think, and read it, loved, I read it in one sitting and, um, it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous book. And this is not, can't you see I'm reading? So I'm not going to go into like what the book is about and all of that stuff, but it was a gorgeous 
book, very well written. And then by the time I realized that Freshwater existed, I think the death of Vivek OG had actually already had a release date or had already been released. So, um, so I, it, I wasn't like, you know, uh, onto a Quake like out the gate for their writing career. Um, it took me a little while to kind of catch up. So this is after all of that and they were working on, and I think the death of Vivek OG may have come out during lockdown. Um, because I remember seeing a, an interview that they did, I think from the New Orleans house because of, uh, I had seen something that, uh, just like all of the beautiful interior design and everything that had been done, um, just absolutely gorgeous. And, um, we got to kind of see like a little, I feel like a little snippet of that in that interview, um, that was done over Zoom, uh, obviously. So anyway, that was my intro to Aquake and definitely go and follow them. Um, go follow, uh, all of their different, um, Instagram pages. They have Young Dead Thing. That's Young with a U, uh, just with a U, not O, not Y O U N G. It's Y U N G Dead Thing. Um, so follow them. Follow Sanctuary Nola. Um, I can't remember the other the other one. I want to say it's like, I want to say it's Shiny the God House. Um, yeah, Shiny the God House. Um and also follow their sibling Yagazi Amezi who's a photographer amazing photographer by the way really good content um sometimes they just go through and like post on their stories like a ton of um TikToks that are just that are usually really hilarious um so right now it's just been like a lot of a lot of travel um, photos, a lot of travel videos um, that I am really loving and eating it up. So loving, loving, loving that. And so that's great. So yeah, go and follow them and um, Yagazi. And, um, and so that was, that's kind of like my little snippet. Um, so I would love to see them perform live one of these days, um, they're probably going to come out with a, you know, probably a whole album or at least like an EP. So I sh- I'll probably get a chance to like see them perform. But I was really kicking myself because last summer, um, I just talked about this on my Can't You See My I'm Reading podcast the other d- or earlier today um, or earlier this evening that the I really 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 regret not going to see Kehlani for their Blue Water Road um tour like that is one of the I don't have a lot of regrets I'm not the kind of person that like like when I make a decision I'm very um I'm usually very very like solid in that decision by the time I make it I think long and hard about it like I don't have I don't go around having very many regrets about things so this has been eating me up, okay? Like <laughs> the fact that I did not go and see them at some point, and I don't remember if they were ever in Florida. They were probably in Miami, um, and I could have gone, but I just, or even to Atlanta or something. Like I could have made the effort last summer, but 
I, I, I had a child. I, you know, it was a whole thing. I I had a newborn at the time. Like, I, I don't think realistically, I don't think I could have gone, but I'm at the same time, I'm still kind of kicking myself that I didn't like try to go to at least one show before that the U.S. leg of their tour was over. But that's what it is. So, um, so yeah, I won't be having those regrets with Aquake. I will be going to when the when the when the EP or or album is released and the tour dates drop. I will be in. I will be in there um, getting tickets. So, so that is something that I wanted to cover um, because I'm a little, you know, I'm a little obsessed, and that's you know that's fine. It's cool. The other thing I wanted to talk to y'all about was Tomboy X. This is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I really like Tomboy X because it's not, you know how, like you'll be looking for like, t- for like undergarments and things that are geared toward, that are not gendered. And they'll be like, there are all these stupid ads that are like, I traded my thongs in for these boy shorts. And I'm like, mm, that's not what I'm looking for. Like, are you a girl and you're tired of having your thongs bunched up in your butt? Do you want to wear these boy shorts or these boxer briefs? These boxer briefs are much more comfortable than your your bikini underwear. Like, I, that's not the vibe I'm going after. I'm not going after like, oh, I I could walk around in my boyfriend's underwear, but I'm choosing not to. Like that's not the vibe I'm I'm going for. I want gender inclusive, um, non gender specific underwear. That was the vibe I was going for. And while I have not found like a very economical option just yet, underwear wise, like I'm still just like wearing whatever. Um, I have really liked Tomboy X's um, bathing suits. And let's see, which ones did I... I don't remember which ones I got, but they had a couple of kind of like sale situations this past summer. And that's a whole other thing. It's just like preparing for the summer and like making sure you're comfortable in your swimwear is such a huge, huge thing, especially when you are you know, having a lot of body, you know, a lot of dysphoria in your body. Um, It can be really challenging and nerve wracking to even want to go to the beach, let alone like going through the stress of like, okay, I am, I've made up my mind, I'm going to the beach. What the heck am I going to wear? So um, I went to Tomboy X. I, I looked at a few different places, but Tomboy X, I felt like had the cutest stuff and also um had the best prices just given like the I I just assumed that the quality was going to be good based on um just how everything looked um but I wasn't sure honestly I had never ordered anything from them before so I was like yeah why not so I ordered a few different things but they were all I don't remember what the cuts are but kind of like they're like little shorts um I can try to see if I can pull it up but they're just like little short um, like swim short type things. Um, and I love them. I think that they were an amazing purchase, probably best purchase of the summer. 
for me. Um, and I got them on sale, which is even better. Um, and when I got them, they fit perfect. So I was not mad. Okay, here we go. The, the swim shorts, so they have a nine inch, but I think I got the shorter ones. Whatever the shorter ones are, are they like four inches? Four in the four and a half inch swim, four and a half inch shorts. And I got them in a couple of different um, patterns, but I really, really, really wanted that don't be jelly situation. Super cute. Did not end up getting it, but I really wanted to get those. Um, I ended up getting, it was like one that was kind of like, not quite like a full rainbow situation. I got a black pair that was just like black, I think black ombre. I got that one. I got the head over eels. Those turned out really cute, really, really, really cute. Got those and there's one more, but I don't remember what the pattern is, but it's like, I think like blue. I don't have them in front of me, but I think they're kind of like light blue. Or, oh, here they are. Sunset stripes, light blue and orange and white and, and like one green stripe. But yeah, I don't really like blue that much, but I really, I really like these shorts. I would buy them again if I could, but I already have them. So that would be silly. Um, so yeah, those were really, really cute. Love those. I decided to not get a top from them because I felt like I could probably get a cheaper top somewhere else. So I just went on Amazon and got essentially like, um, uh, I guess they're sports bras or something, but essentially sports bras. And as far as like neutrality is concerned, they're a lot more revealing than I thought they were going to be. But at the same time, like I felt good wearing them and I still wear them. So I'm not upset. Like I don't feel like I wasted my money. But if you're going for more of like an incognito kind of look, um, I would choose something else. Um, like maybe even like a compression top if you have one, um, which brings me to my next topic. Well, not next topic, but my next item. Okay, so this, what is it called? It's like, it might just be called a compression top. It is the Tomboy X adjustable compression top. Baby, when I tell you that I love this thing. So I wasn't, so I had been looking for a binder for a while and I wasn't sure which one to get. I didn't know, like, I didn't know anything about anything. And so I I had I had a bottle a, a binder already. And I bought it in like 2020 or something. 20 no, probably 2021. Um, because that's that's kind of when this whole journey began for me. So probably 2021 I got it. And then I got pregnant. And obviously, like, I wasn't wearing a binder then. Like, it wasn't fitting and it was a whole thing. So I did not wear it throughout my pregnancy. Put it back on a few months ago um, because I was feeling like that's, like, I was ready to do that again. I was ready to, to wear binders again and fit terribly, moved around a lot. It just was very, like, um, like, it just is very roomy. And obviously, that's not what you want in a binder. Um, so it did not give. And so I was like, okay, I need to find something else. And there are all these different options. And it's like, okay, do I get this one from this company or this one from that company? Like, I don't know what to do. 
and I had like I don't did you know that in Google Chrome when you, on your phone um and I don't know if this is just for iPhones but when you have more than 100 tabs open it doesn't tell you how many tabs you have open anymore you know that number just turns into a smiley face they're laughing at us they're clowning us because when I first saw that I was like y'all are petty I'm here for it but at the same time you're doing a lot so I'm at my I'm I'm in the smiley face stage right now. I've got so many tabs open. So anyway, um I didn't know what to choose and then I realized that Tomboy X sold binders and I was like, you know, if I really like their swim stuff and so their um their compression their their binders might be good to I don't know if they sell binders actually. Don't let don't let me lie to you. It it could just be that they sell compression tops. I don't actually remember if they sell binders. Um, and if binders are the same as compression tops, or maybe a compression top isn't always a binder, but a binder is a top of compression is a type of compression top. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but anyway. Um, but this one with the adjustable straps, because the problem I was having is that I really like having my arms out. And my shoulders out. I really love a good tank top number. I love a short sleeve situation. I love um, like a I love like really thin straps on my tops, um, and just like have the whole like shoulder and arm out at the same time. Like I love that for me. So the problem I was having is finding binders that don't ride all of me, all almost all the way up to my neck. Like giving me like I don't want to be serving turtleneck. I'm not serving like you know, preppy polo t-shirt underneath the the polo situation. Like, I'm not looking for that. So um, I was trying to find something that was more of like a tank top looking thing. And the only one that I found that, you know, was from a larger company, not something that I didn't want to just buy something random on Amazon. I got my last binder on Amazon and it was fine, but I didn't, it doesn't fit for, I don't think it's for everybody personally. Um. And so I had trouble finding one from a company that was like a smaller, like that was a, not small company. What am I trying to say? Like more of like a a boutique situation. I was looking for one from like a boutique. And the only one I could find that went along with like the cut that I wanted um, and had the strap length um, or like the strap width that I wanted was Tomboy X. It was their adjustable compression top. So I bought it a few weeks ago, I think, and I have just been loving it. I I I forget that I'm wearing it. And I I just it does it compresses. I feel like it compresses really well, but I think it really depends on the size of your um your bust. Um obviously, so you don't really want to like don't take my word from it like I'm still I'm still nursing so if you're out here if you're a parent and you're still nursing like it works for me um you can take the straps down the straps were actually in really good in a really good position when I got it so I actually haven't changed it because I'm kind of afraid of like I mean I guess I could just count count the um the bits and see where where it is and just see if I if I want to adjust it but um, I haven't had to so far, but, um, but yeah, it's very comfortable. I forget that I'm wearing it. Um, 
the only downside is that it does roll up sometimes and that could just be like like if you have a belly um because this does like it really depends on how you wear it like if you have it tucked up underneath your bust a little bit then it it might not be a problem but um if you like to have it pulled down um then that could be a bit of an issue um it has started to kind of roll up for me and it could just be like fluctuation of weight or whatever but that's just an FYI but I still love it like I would still buy it again like even having that knowledge like I still well like I want to be wearing it right now but it's in the washing machine like (laughs) that's the the only reason why I'm not I'm not uh wearing it now so and I got it in black um and I got it in black because I just wanted to be able to wear it underneath my clothes I really wanted like a more interesting color when I was looking at some other binders I was thinking like oh like I'll try one of these fancy colors like they have another one they have a latte I would love to get this latte it's so cute this seems like something I would want to wear um and like have it layered like wear the latte and then wear a a, like a button-down shirt over it but leave it open you know or even like a um a crop situation and layer it with a really short crop. Ooh, yes. Yes. If this color is giving what I think it is, yeah. 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 That will work. So they go from extra small all um up to 6X. Um I don't know. I I I just recommend measuring yourself um beforehand. That's what I do with all these like boutiques and Tomboy X seems to be pretty true to size. So I didn't have any problems with their shorts and I haven't had any problems with this compression top. So if you measure yourself and you go by what is on the chart, you probably won't have an issue um, with the fit is my guess. I don't I don't know, but I'm thinking like having done bottom bottoms and a and a and this kind of top is probably probably gonna be good. So 10 out of 10, do recommend, love it to death. Gotta get my hands on this latte. Um so that's that. If you're looking for a compression top, what's next? Queer reading. So I already talked about books today. I don't want to get too much into detail because I can talk about books for hours and hours. And I literally do. That's why I have a whole podcast dedicated to that. Go check it out. It's called Can't You See I'm Reading? Love it. Okay. So, um, but with that... Um, I'm just going to briefly go through like some things that I have read and then what I'm reading right now. So some queer books that I've read recently are Unprotected by Billy Porter. I just did an episode of Can't You See I'm Reading where I talk about that book in great detail. Um, Love it. And I also have, so I listened to that book, but I also listened to Before We Were Trans by Kit Hayam, I want to say is their last name. Hayam, H-E-Y-A-M. So it's a really fascinating book and I kind of want to buy it because of the, some of the names that are in it are um, like, I want to see the spelling and I want to like comb through it and make notes and do a whole thing. So that's why I'm kind of like, ooh, I kind of want that book. Ooh, yes, I kind of want to buy it. But I listened to it um, through just like a free app that I use. And I 
the only reason why I don't say the name of it is because I don't like it. It used to be called some, it used to be something else. And they were like, okay, we're getting rid of that app. You have to use this app now. So I've been using this app and I got to tell you that app sucks. It does. I miss the old app. The, the old app, I don't think it exists anymore. You can't download it. It doesn't, it's not a thing. But this one, high key sucks. And um, I hate it. I listen to it every day. That that being said, I do use it every single day because it's the only way for me to listen to the books that I check out, you know, from the library through that app. But um, it's just not as good as the last one. And so I don't recommend it. Like if you can afford to purchase your like I'm you should support your local library regardless. But if you can can afford to um, like do like Audible or something, you should probably just do that. Um, and then you don't have to worry about like your, your audiobooks like buffering forever and not downloading properly and, you know, having these unexpected errors. It's like, I thought it was downloaded. What unexpected error could you have? It's on the app. Like I don't, anyway, I don't want to get into it, but that is a really good book. Um, before we were trans, I really enjoyed listening to it and, just kind of learning the history or some of the some of trans history. They also talk about um, intersex history and just like the ways that the trans community has kind of taken advantage of um, some things that were essentially meant for people who are intersex and it's a whole thing. Like you have to you have to listen to it. It's or or go and get the book. Um, and I wonder if they have it on shopqueer.co, another, um, one that I recommend. Oh, it's already there. That's how often I'm on that website. (laughs) It's already here. Um, I don't know if they have it on there. It's, I, I don't know how obscure the book is. I don't know when it came out. Um, but I'm checking now. Oh yeah, they do have. Of course they have it. They know it's tea. Ooh. That's um well, yeah, they do have it. So if you want to read it, um they have it in Oh, it's like they only have Oh, it's sold out. <laughs> oh. Well, look at me thinking that I was about to um be like, "Yes, go go down to shopqueer.com and get that book." No, baby boo. It is sold out, so you won't be buying it from there. Um, but if you have like a local a local bookstore, I recommend going around there and, um, and picking it up because it's good stuff. So that book, and then I've also been reading. I, so I read Page Boy by um, Elliot Page a couple of weeks ago, um, and I've just been kind of thinking about it a lot thinking about some of the things that he was saying and some of the just the different aspects of his story and I'm sure that that's sold on shopqueer.co don't ask me if it's sold out because I don't know but um going you know show them some website traffic love and and find out but um the only thing about it is that I started reading page boy after I read unprotected both of them are read by the author, so it's just different, you know? Like, 
Elliot Page's story, like he, when he reads it, it's his tone is just very different from Billy Porter's tone. So the juxtaposition was really messing with me at first. So I had to, it took me a little while to really get into Page Boy because of that is because it was just so, so, so different. Because as you know, Billy Porter is very like animated, very, um, you know, he's got a lot of like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I'm shaking my shoulders, but you can't see me. Like <laughs> he's got a lot of, you know, oomph to, to his voice and everything. And when he speaks, it's just very, um, very boisterous. Um, and so, um, and Elliot Page is, seems to be a lot more like timid. And so, um, and I don't know, I don't know him, but, um, but that's just the vibe, right? Um, at least with the reading. And so it messed with me a little bit. So, um, but I did get through it and I actually really enjoyed it. And there were a lot of things that when I tell you that he's spilling all, all of the tea, I would be like nursing my kid and listening to the book in my earbuds and I'm just like oh no oh no like and then I have to remember like I can't talk because I'm gonna you know wake and like rouse rouse my kid so anyway I just remember having grand a grand old time also listening to that book sometimes and just like kind of hearing about different roles that he was playing that Elliot was playing and just kind of like what was going on at that time it's just really really interesting because I kind of grew up with you know with Elliot being famous you know when Juno I don't remember when Juno came out but I was not that let's see oh 2007 okay yeah so in 2007 I was in I think the seventh grade so so yeah, I kind of grew up with um with him coming into his fame. And so it's really really interesting to kind of like go back and watch or not watch, but like listen to um his story and find out what was going on in in his life at the time that like that was shot or like at the time that like what was going on when he was um filming you know, some parts of the Umbrella Academy, which I never watched. I heard of it, but I never watched it. And um, now I might go and watch it just because, you know, listening to his account, I, I it makes me kind of curious now. So, um, so yeah, it was just a really, really interesting thing. And also I'm really nosy. So I kind of wanted to know what was tea with you know, what they had going on in their life anyway. I love me a good memoir, obviously. I mean, I listen to Billy Porter's, then I listen to Elliot's. So, um, yeah. And then I think that's it. So some books that I am going to be reading, though, is Maybe the Skin and It's Girl by um, Sarah Cipher. That is on shopqueer.co. And I know that because that's where I bought it from. Um, and then also Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabb. Um, I'm deciding which one I want to read right now. I should be reading one of them at this moment, like as we speak. So I got to wrap this up um, so I can read before bed. But um, it is, um, both seem like they're going to be pretty good. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful, but I don't know exactly what 
the skin and this girl is about I've stopped reading the backs of books and like the covers and stuff when I read them on my other podcast that's the first time I'm reading it like obviously if I'm reading a memoir like I know what the memoir is about it's a memoir right but like when it comes to um fiction I don't read the jacket anymore I don't read the back of the book because it's giving a big spoiler alert and if it seems like it's not going to be interesting to me I'm not going to be able to get into it and it's not going to be good good news it's going to be real bad news bears it's going to take me six months to read it um, or at least, or probably six months to get through the first few pages, not even six months to read the whole book. So once it's ruined, it's ruined. So we're not doing that. So um, check into my other podcast, Can't You See I'm Reading, um, to find out which book I decide to read next. Um, so I will be, and I'll probably keep talking about this over the next few months, but I'm going to be 30 this year. And I am just so incredibly excited. Um, I'm feeling a lot better in my body these days. Um, even with the, you know, with the dysphoria that I felt and that I still feel like there are things that help with that, you know. And so doing me doing those things to help with that um, and keeping up with those things and like, you know, just being very like on top of it so that I do have good days and that I that I can like exude this like queer trans non-binary joy like that's so 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 important especially as I get older and you know having a little one and you know that um that we're raising and you know having to set like an example for so that's so 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 important right now so I am super excited though because I'm only Kiki Palmer just turned 30 and the glow is glowing okay it just the glow is glowing the 30s are looking great so um I'm not in any rush but I am definitely excited about this next decade in my life and like the things I'm gonna learn and the different ways that I'm gonna grow and I'm just really I'm really excited to see what happens so more more of that in the coming months um leading up to to my birthday um so what am I working on right now thank you for asking that's very kind of you you know I'm working a lot on landscapes these days I'm looking at one right now that I really need to finish that I haven't so what I've started kind of doing is um starting off with like a first layer of like gouache or acrylics probably gouache because the acrylics are kind of a pain in the butt sometimes to take out because they're in um actually I don't think I have any acrylics out even in here maybe like I've got like random tubes floating or like bottles floating around but I don't like have any do I have two oh that's a lie those are acrylics anyway I haven't been pulling them out I've mostly been using gouache because it's all contained in like this little box situation so I don't have to worry too much about, you know, making a mat, like pulling it all out and then having bottles floating around or tubes floating around and doing all that. It's just in the tray thing and I can spray it down and do what I need to do. Boom, boom, boom. And then put the lid back on. And and that's all. So that has been like heaven sent. Um, so yeah, a lot of, so I'm doing like one, so the first layer is just gouache. And then once I kind of have my forms figured out, then I'll go back in with 
um, oil pastels. And I'm really, really enjoying that. Like, I never really know how it's going to turn out. Like, I have in my mind, like, okay, here's my reference photo. This is kind of what I want to achieve. And sometimes it turns out well. And other times I'm like, ooh, that's terrible. But I can usually salvage it at least a little bit there was one that I did not I was not able to maybe it's the one I'm looking at that I was thinking like I didn't salvage but actually I think it turned out okay um oh this is not the last thing dang not me lying to y'all okay so let me get through this and then I'll get into my last story time for the for the evening so so I am thinking that I just want to kind of keep this pattern up of doing the one layer of gouache, get my forms down, and then going with more detail with the oil pastels. I've found that that's just been really satisfying. Um, I don't think I've used any acrylic on that at all. I think that all of that is, if I'm looking at it now, so some of it is on, this is, so one is on a canvas. This one's on watercolor paper, and it's not on anything fancy. It's just like the artist loft that you get from Michael's just on their um, 140-pound, um, what is that? I don't know. Their 140-pound um, paper, which I think all of their watercolor paper is 140 pounds, actually. But um, And so I am just doing it on that, and it's been great. Like, the only thing it does buckle a little bit but I've started framing them. I bought some some frames that fit that because I've got, what is this? What size is this? These are 12 by 18s, 12 by 18 sheets. Um, and I'm just tearing them out of the pad. Like I don't, I don't work out of, like as a sketchbook, like I don't work out of watercolor pads like this. Like if it's, um, uh, if I can tear the page, well, these aren't perforated. These are just I don't know how to describe it, like where the glue's at the top and it's bound on the top, but it's not like really, really bound because you can pull it out without damaging the paper. That's the kind of pad I'm talking about. It's just like a regular like sketch pad type thing, but or like a watercolor pad, but I would never use it as a sketchbook. This is where I I this I just I use these for real pieces because my sketchbook is never I'm never gonna that I don't know. I don't know why that seems really silly to me. But I just, no. Um, I, I have designated sketchbooks where I can't tear the, tear the pages out for that. So so that's the paper I'm using. That's the way it is. That's where it comes from. Gouache on, gouache on one layer. And then I put the oil pastel on top. And then sometimes, if I'm feeling fancy, I'll go in with a colored pencil and add a little bit of detail. Or like I'll do, well, I'll probably do... No, I do the gouache, then the colored pencil, then the oil pastel. Because I, you don't want to put oil pastel. You don't want to put colored pencil on top of oil pastel. Um, you're just going to scrape it off. That's not smart. So, um, so yeah. I do the do that, then the pencil, then the... Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with this one. This color did not turn out how I wanted it to. But I'm thinking that I hate mixing colors anyway. And it's my own fault. I didn't take the time to like get this color right and now it looks like I'm gonna have a blue cliff it's like I don't even know what color this is it's not teal it's like like a really dark like a blue green color and then some flecks of like the more green green blue anyway it's not my best work 
So I'm going to have to go in and really put more detail in there to make it not look like trash, which is fine. I don't mind. That's kind of the fun of it. And I, I learned from Lee. I don't know if you guys follow her. She's um, an artist that I follow on YouTube and also on Instagram and um, also on Patreon. But she um, she talks about doing like kind of like very loose drawings and one of the ways that she achieves that is like standing and so that is what I've started to do so all of the ones that I'll that I post on Instagram where I'm like oh this is a loose drawing or like it's like oil pastel on gouache like I stood and drew those pieces most likely because it keeps me from being really really tight and I noticed that like after she said that and this was like probably two years ago or something she mentioned this she did this large um I want to say a cow I want to say it was a cow so she had like parchment not parchment paper that's not it like packing paper no it's a packing paper kind of like packing paper like like brown paper imagine a roll of brown paper so she had a roll of brown paper and I don't know what she was initially going to use it for I don't recall but she tore a piece off taped it to the wall and painted on it and I thought that's freaking genius um as far as like loosening up and like preparing to paint for the day like if you're just doing a warm-up or you just want a really loose piece and so that's what I ended up doing these years later um I've been watching her for a while and only and I'm only just taking that advice um so I've started doing that and that's just it is a game changer like I feel so much more confident in in creating after finishing one of those pieces and I've only done a couple of them but I definitely want to do more because I feel like even laying down the gouache I do that standing because it's so easy to start to tighten up in your in your form and start to make like try to make very 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 precise strokes um and then that just it just loses all of its looseness and it's just a wash at that point uh no pun intended (laughs) but um yeah definitely um is a game changer for me so love that um 10 out of 10 do recommend if you can um and you don't have to have all these different supplies and stuff you can really just do it if you just use paint she just used paint at the time um so if you just want to use paint like I think I'm pretty sure she did but if you just want to use paint, like, I feel like that's more than enough to kind of, like, get the point across and, like, do the exercise and kind of see if it works for you. Um, so that's that. The thing, the story time that I was going to mention, um, I might not mention. I might just leave that alone. So... Because I it I just looked at the time. It's 9.50. I need to go and read my book. Maybe for 10 minutes. And then I need to go to sleep. Um, because I have not been sleeping as much as I should. I was talking to my therapist today. And I was like, yeah, I'm so tired. Blah, blah, blah. But then I get these winds of energy. And I'm just like, I feel like I can do anything. And I want to draw. And I want to paint and I want to read and I want to do all these different things but then my body's like no like you need to go to sleep so I'm gonna do a little bit of both I'm gonna go and read my book for like 10 minutes and then I'm gonna put it down and I'm gonna knock out because I have work tomorrow and I do not want to be tired so 
I will bid thee adieu, but um, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. What am I saying? Or stay. No, that say, stay safe sounds right. I don't know what I said the first time. Stay safe in them streets and I'll catch you on the next one.